Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. Again, welcome to our broadcast. We're going to ignite your faith on fire. We've been talking about on the subject of walking in the spirit versus walking in the flesh. And I'm going to reference Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. Paul reads, declares, writes, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Verse 17, For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. And I wrote right there, the law of sin nature, the law of fallen man, the law of this world system. He said, if you walk by the word of God, meaning not just to be a hearer of the word, but a doer also. He said, you're not under the law of a fallen man. And we know what it said over in, in uh, Romans concerning walking in that flesh. He says, uh, so then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But if you are not, but he, but he goes to tell us in verse 9, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God or the word of God dwells in you if anyone does not have the spirit of the word of christ he is not his and i know over there in colossians he says let the word of christ dwell in you richly so god says okay that dwelling you richly i believe that's that's related to meditating because if it's dwelling in you richly obviously you've been meditating on it so it didn't grow up a lot of people don't understand the word of god is considered seed it's spiritual seed the ground is our spirit that's where we plant that word at and as we meditate on it, that's the watering of that word. You got to water it with some more word. It starts to grow up and it transforms what you believe. That's what Jesus was saying. Repent and believe the gospel. Believe the good news. And you referenced yesterday about believing. You got to believe the word. In, in order for you to believe the word, you got to ponder on it. If I believe, if somebody came and gave me a negative report, it may have not been true, but it was a negative report about whatever. And I pondered on it every day every day pretty soon because the scripture says as a man think it or believe so is he if i just keep believing that lie every day that's going to be truth for me that's going to be my reality so jesus said believe the good news the good news is god is not mad at you he's mad about you he came to 
redeem and reconcile and restore you back to the first before Adam fell. Remember, he fell from revelation to information. He said he came to restore you. He told Adam have dominion. And the scripture says in Romans 5, 17, those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness shall rule and reign in life as kings. God said, I want you to rule and reign in life. I believe that's what Jesus meant when he said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. But here's the deal. We got to meditate on his word and not meditate on what the world said. Remember? You know, the first, first scripture that you're reading said, if you live according to the spirit, you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. You won't. <laughs> the spirit will never lead you into sin. There it is. A lot right of there. people forget this or, or have never thought about it. The Holy Spirit will never lead you into sin. So if you live according to the spirit, he will never lead you into the lusts of the flesh. When we sin, it's because our flesh has taken back over. And we, we have decided to sin. You know what? A lot of people, too, and this is what God revealed to me some time ago. A lot of people think sin is, is stealing and drinking and doing all those, you know, illegal and unlawful things. But God revealed to me over in Hebrews, I believe, chapter 3, when he said they couldn't enter his promises because of their unbelief. He said, all, wasn't it all who sinned in the wilderness? I'm like, well, how did they sin? They wasn't doing all that. You know how they sin? They didn't believe the word. Well, see, I've always that's a sin that for Christians. If you don't believe God's word, you're right. sinning. <laughs> Any anything that is against God's will is sin. There you go. And you not believing His word and doing what His remember? Don't be just a hearer, but a doer. He said, "You're you're a sinner. You're sinning." I ain't gonna say you're a sinner. You're sinning as a Christian when somebody like we're giving you the word of God on this broadcast called Faith of Faith on Fire. And you say, oh, I ain't going to receive that. And we gave it to you right out of the scriptures and told you how to get the manifestation of the truth by meditating on it. And you said, I ain't doing none of that. Okay, well, you're saying. Right. God anything, loves you, but you're saying. Anything that is against the will of God for you. Now, here's the kicker for that. And you talk about people think it's like smoking and drinking and going to the movies and playing cards and dancing and all those playing kind of things. Playing cards is a sin? People, no. oh man, there it wasn't Some churches teach that. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. Lots of them did. Right, right, right. You know, okay. so, so a lot of people think that it's all those things. But a lot of people don't realize. Let's say that God called Pastor Vince to go to China and start a ministry. And Pastor Vince didn't go for vince that would be sin past god never calls pastor richard hoyt to go to china and so he never goes we both do the same thing neither one of us went to china but for you it would be sin not to go because well, i was disobedient and for me it would not be sin to not because i because i was disobedient right because the word will for you Right. And this is why God's will for people is different. One person can be doing the same thing as another person, I honestly believe. And God, for one, it's sin. And for the other, it's not. Because God has called the other one to do something else. So you could two people can be working in a factory side by side. For one of those people, that could literally be sin because they were not doing what God had called them to do. And, but God called us all to do this. Repent and believe the gospel. I mean, re means to go back. Go back to the first where Adam failed. Pent is at the top, the top. Go back and start thinking like this. He commanded all of us to do that and, and, and believe the good news. And that's what Jesus was saying. And Jesus, Scripture says, God so loved the world. 
He gave his only begotten son, John 3.16. But 3.17 says he did not send his son in the world to condemn it, but to save it. So again, we got to, scripture says over in Hebrews, receive with meekness the engrafted words, which is able to save your son. So, so if you don't receive with meekness, because you can receive it offensively. That's what the religious leaders did. They received Jesus offensively. And we saw what that offense did. They got bitter towards him to the point that they said, crucify him. So we can receive the word with joy as a child. He's, remember he says, come like a child. A child believes. We can receive it like a child or we can receive it offensively. And I know there's so many Christians. I came and declared what thus said the Lord to them in his word, gave them the scripture reference. They received it offensively. So again, they, that was sin, as far as God's concerned. Well, see, Jonah. Mm -hmm. Jonah. I was thinking about Jonah earlier God too. Yeah. Says, "Go to Nineveh," and Jonah says, "I don't think so." I don't think so. In fact, I'm going to get on this ship, and I'm going to go in the opposite direction. Well, we know that was sin. So then, the storm comes up. There was only one person on that ship that was on that ship because of disobedience, and it was Jonah. And when he is cast off. And ends up in the belly of the fish. The storm is abated. But he was on that ship in disobedience of God. And nobody else on that ship. They were all on that ship together. They were all going to the same place. But he was the one who was on it in disobedience to God. And so it is possible, once again, we need to bring up. Two people can be doing the same thing. One of them being in disobedience to God and the other one not. All sin is disobedience of what God has called you to do. Some of those things are general. God's called us all to love our neighbor as ourself. So if you're not loving your neighbor as yourself, that is a sin. And that is something that is a sin for everyone. But then there are specific things that God calls us to do. Specific places and events that he calls us to do things. And for us to not do that, for us become sin. And you know what he called us to do? All of us, all of his children that received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. He called us to do Romans 12, 2 and 3. Not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And he called us to be conformed to the likeness of his son. Right. And, that's, and we do that by receiving all the word. We do that by receiving the Every word. Believer. So if you're not doing that, your faith is not on fire. If you're not doing that... You're fleshly minded. You're walking according to the flesh. And according to the word we gave you of in Romans, it says, Romans 8, verse 8, So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But I'm reminded what it said in Hebrews eleven six. If anyone uh, was, faith is the substance of things hopeful. No, it's eleven one. Those who come to him must believe that he is. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. It says, without faith, trusting, having confidence in him, without being a doer of the word, it's impossible to please God. Those who come to him must believe. Believe what? That he's a rewarder. He's going to, and I heard the word rewarder means wages, salary, compensation. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Well, if I'm diligently seeking him, I'm going to be doing what his word says. Back to Matthew 5. Those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. There's some in the body of Christ that don't hunger and thirst after righteousness. Well, what's the promise? They won't be filled. God desires that you be filled. And I know that because 
Paul prayed in Colossians 1 that you may be filled with the knowledge of the Lord's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. But see, you have to hunger and thirst for it. You have to want it. Right, God you doesn't gotta force want anybody. He made it available. You right. can go to the hometown buffet and you pay your whatever it is, you can eat everything you want. You ain't got to eat everything you want to eat. You could eat anything in there. You can have the whole hometown buffet if you want to. It, it's available. Well, you can go in there and just say, you know what? I just want to have one of these cookies and that's it. But you paid for the whole meal. Well, the whole meal been paid for because I invited you out and I paid for the whole thing. But you could go in there, Richard, and say, well, I don't want. Richard, you can eat what you ever want. No, I just, I'm just going to have this. Okay, it was paid for. Again, you got a hunger and thirst and desire it. And a lot of Christians don't desire the things of God. See, we've been bought and paid for. Done deal. It's been bought and he paid for. He said you can eat as much as you want. Actually, he referenced it as his father's house having many mansions. Mansions have room with doors. And remember over in uh, Matthew 16, he said, I give you the keys. You can go through anyone you want to. How far do you want to go in Christ? A lot of people just want to get to the door or they want to get that fire insurance. They go through that door of salvation and stop, stop short. He said, well, no, you can go deep. Because we think right, you can we, get you, all you want. You can go deep like as you want to go. Thing. I know, I know. That, because, was, that was from the Holy Spirit. Because we, we can get whatever we want. That's the same way we You can got. pay that one price and get and whatever you want. You have to pay it. No, no, no. Uh, somebody invites you, right? You can eat as little as you want. Remember it? Back to those who hunger and thirst. And again, a lot of people aren't really. I know Christians now. They don't hunger and thirst after righteousness. They hunger and thirst after what the world has. Remember? We read about the desires of the flesh, the, the pride of life. The world has. Wants, to, wants you to hunger for something too. And, and when I say the world, that's that system, that kingdom of darkness that Satan controls. And that fallen man where Adam fell from revelation and information. The world says, here, this is what you want. And God says, no, what I have for you is better. So you can, every day the battle is for our mind. God wants to dominate your thoughts. The devil wants to dominate your thoughts. The devil equates to the world. That's why he told us don't be conformed to the world. God says if you walk in the spirit, God represents spirit. He wants to dominate our thought life. So it's whatever we're thinking on all day. You can think yourself to poverty. You can think yourself to sickness. All you got to do is meditate on it. Get an evil report or a positive report and meditate on it. As a man thinketh in his heart so easy. Proverbs 23.7. That's the word of God. The wisdom of God. So the ball is in our court, especially, you know, now that we got born again, we have access. Scripture says we're heirs now with God and joint heirs with Christ. We have access to heaven. Yeah. says Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father, making intercessions for us. Also in Ephesians says he made us sit together with him. I'm in. Positionally, I'm in. And all that, all, all I did to be in was receive Jesus as right, Lord see, and we Savior. Have all the ac- we have access to all the power of God. There it is. All it's the really simple. God, we just make it hard. God. He tells us in his word. That's why I tell people. What will he hold back from us as his children? Nothing. Right? And Those so who hunger and thirst. <laughs> see, just think about that. You know, that we have access to all the wisdom of the God who spoke the universe into existence and has been eternal. No wonder Jesus eternal. said that's good news. That's good news. <laughs> How many times do you think that the average Christian stops to just let that sink into them, that they have all the wisdom of God available to them? They have all the power of God available 
to them. But we often live as if all we have available is this world and what the world has to offer. And we've got to just renew our thinking to the fact that I'm not sure what to do now, but God does. And that all the wisdom that he has is available to me. That's good news. And it's in his word, too. See, we're not just making this up. I'm looking over here at Romans 8, 17. It says, the spirit himself bears witness with our spirits that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. It is. I got his word on it. And back See, and that joint heirs doesn't mean that just someday. No, that means now. <laughs> that we're joint heirs now. Right, right, right. Him. Joint heirs now. And over in Hebrews 1, it says God appointed all things to his son, Jesus. We're the children of God now. And, and People his, think, well, someday when I die, of course, no, no. someday when I die, I go to well, heaven, well, I'll well, be a child of God. You're a child of God today if now, you put faith in this Jesus. Is, you just said the key word, faith. This is where we come back to faith, because all of these promises have to be appropriated by faith, meaning you got to believe it. That's how you lay hold to it, by believing. Remember, repent and believe the gospel. All of the scripture, especially in the New Testament, talks about believe. That's how you appropriate the promises is by faith. And faith is trusting and believing God. That's all you got to do. And then you got to start making your conversation and your meditation, your thoughts consistent with what the word says. And you got to do that day and night because the devil, he's in the details. He's going to try to bring up situations. He's going to bring you. be watching TV. He'll, he'll bring up a commercial oh, yeah. for you. Get in a commercial. He's going to tell you a vision in a commercial. Or you'll be going to bed at night and he'll plant a thought in your head. And, that's and how he does it. fear show up. Well, that's why Jesus said, those who continue in my word are my disciples indeed. And he said, and you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Well, the truth is the word of God. And I, as I continue in it, mean continue studying it, believing it, meditating on it, speaking it, acting like it. You got you to gotta act like you who God says you are. You got to have a mindset. Remember in Romans, he talked about set their minds. Those who are in the flesh set their minds. Well, those who are in the spirit, I'm reminded in Ephesians, he says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Talking to us. Then over in Ephesians, they say, be imitators of God as dear children. Okay, I supposed to act like God is a child, a child of God. Yeah, that's how you supposed to act. I mean, act like I ain't never sinned a day in my life. Yeah, forgetting things, forgetting the past. Old things are passed away, all things come new. Forgetting those things which are behind. I can forget it. Yeah, he said, yeah, I forgot it. Okay, that's why there's this first scripture in Romans 8, 1. It started off saying, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who walk in, who those who are in Christ Jesus. See, those who are in Christ Jesus walk in the spirit. What people forget is that one verse has some of the best news Revelation. in the entire universe <laughs> right. and history of man is that there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That if you're in Christ Jesus, that your sins are no longer being held against you. And he equated being with in Christ Jesus as walking in the Spirit. I'm going to read it again. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Here's the definition. Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Right. See, if you're in Christ Jesus, you're going to live according to the flesh. No, you if the, you, or the spirit, spirit yeah, the spirit right, right, is going to lead you. And Jesus said this in John six sixty three. He said, "It is the spirit that gives life; the flesh profit nothing." 
the words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. But see, the world profits all nothing is, because it's temporary. Yeah. You know, so all like I got to do is earlier. receive the word because that's spirit and that's life. So all I got to do is receive. It's easy to receive. And when I say receive, believe. It's a decision. Anybody, you can believe what you want to believe, Richard. You can believe the word of God or you cannot believe the word of God. And we just chose to believe the word of God from Genesis to Revelation. We believe it. Well, Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. That's it. So it's really simple. You know, and this is what I get kind of upset with Christians that don't believe the word. And that, told me, that tells me a lot. You didn't take time to meditate on the word. And I know you probably didn't get taught about biblical meditation. You know, so you got to receive. If we're talking about meditation, Lord, teach me how to meditate. And it's simple. Just ponder the word. Think on what he said instead of thinking on the worries. Think on the, the word. Instead right. of thinking on the problems, think on the promise. And that's not for five minutes in the morning when you're getting up. He said day and night. Work. That's always. Yeah, told you Joshua. You can be at work and ponder the word of God, be thinking like God does, and in fact should be. And that's what's going to put you in the spirit. That's why you're going to be living according to the spirit as you're thinking on what he said throughout the day instead of thinking on the bills, the evil, the doctor's report, the, the how it ain't going right. Or, or, the, or the, thinking the, how you're going to get even with that person at right, work that's doing you wrong. Or the government, how they're so wicked and not making policy that's in line with what you want. You know, all of that stuff, he didn't tell you to think on that. He said, oh, this was passing away. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to get on to politicians right, right. and election. You know, it was just recently. No, no, I just worked the polls yesterday. I was a, uh, yeah, I was a volunteer over there. So anyway, uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, so we love all people. We love politicians, and we love the Word of God, and the Word of God says pray for those. It's back to meditating on the Word of God. I wouldn't have said that if I didn't know that. God says pray for all people. That it may be peaceable with you. So, oh, okay. I pray for all people. See, and we can my enemies too. Peace in our own heart. That's as, what as it is. As much as what he's talking about, there is anything else. Is just peace in our own heart. When you start praying for your enemies, pray for those that despitefully use you. You find peace for yourself. That go that goes in line with Romans eight six. Well, to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Well, a spiritually minded person prays for one another. Right. He prays and for his enemies. Find peace in that. Yeah, he does what the word says. As in the all word the says, letters that Paul writes near the right at the beginning, he almost always talks about grace and peace. First Corinthians, second Corinthians, he talks about grace and peace to you. The two greatest things that people need right. are grace and, and peace. peace. Amazing grace. And we we hear the grace, but a lot of times we forget the peace. I've talked to people. I know you've talked to people. They think they need a new job. What they really need is peace. They think they need a new wife or a new husband. What they really need is peace. They think what? they need new children. What they really need is peace. And Jesus is re referred to as the, the prince of peace. So he's basically saying, all you need is me. And that peace, I like to define words when I'm studying. Peace means shalom. That's the Hebrew Greek word, shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken. And over in, I believe, Romans 14, it says, the kingdom of God is not in eating and drinking, but it's in love, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit. And that peace is also calm. In the midst of a storm. Because people, there are people, they get a hangnail, they're done for the day. You know, something else happens, they're done for the week. There's other people that the world around them just seems to be falling apart, and they're, they're at peace. They have calm. They've got God's shalom. And again, that, that's a, a learning, a growing knowledge. You have to grow 
in the knowledge of God. And once you start learning, you know, weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. He said he'll make all things work together for my good. You got to meditate on that. What shall we say to the thing? If he loved me, who can separate me from the love of God? Again, God's word is living and it's powerful. And as you start meditating on it, believing in it and receiving it, it starts to manifest in your life. That's what faith on fire is. The God, Christ in you, the hope of glory. What's that Paul seems to be talking about? Paul, he says, oh, that I may know you in the power of your resurrection. That's it. And speaking of that, look at the scripture in Romans 8.10. And if Christ is in you, and I'm going to say yes and amen to that. Look, the body or the flesh is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, the spirit of him can equate to the word of him dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life. To your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. That's, that's, that's all the peace you need right there. And you got to start meditating on that. Well, Christ is in me. Okay, well, I have life. I don't have death. Because that same resurrection power that raised him from the dead, that was a lot of power. If it can raise somebody from the dead, I know it can help my little situation out. We had a guy in our <laughs> church. His name was Frank. And he exhibited this probably more than anybody I've ever seen in my entire life. Things would happen. They lived over by Hamill City, and once it looked like their house was going to be flooded, the levee was having problems, and they had to move out. And I was talking to him. He said, you know what? The house is there. The house is there. If it's not, it's not. It's all up to God, and he's going to take care of us no matter what. They were going to have to move from that town to another town. It was going to be pretty far to get to church, but they still wanted to come to church. He says, God's going to provide somebody for us a way to get to church, and he did. And so in all kinds of things, I would see him where other people would just be kind of like freaked out and, and wonder what was, you know, most people have to move out of their house because a flood might be coming. Most people would be laying awake at night worrying what's going to happen. His attitude was, hey, God's taking care of us this long. He's going to keep taking care of us. I'm not going to worry about anything. And to get to that attitude is just a fantastic freeing thing where you don't have to worry. You don't have to fret. You don't have, and when Jesus said, do not worry, it wasn't because we wouldn't have things to worry about. It was because he wanted to be like this guy was, where we would just say, you know what? God's going to take care of me. It's, it's going to be okay. That's why kids, you know, were told to come to as a little kid, because little kids don't worry about bills. They don't worry about that stuff. <laughs> I know mine don't. Because that's, that's what God does. Right, right, right. And I was just reminded of Proverbs 3, 5. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and all your ways. Acknowledge. Lean out to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him. Amen. And he'll direct your path. And again, we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. We want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.